K-A-Y-T. Praising the Lord. Come on, church. Make some noise in this place. Greeting. This is Reverend Lionel Smith, pastor of New Scholar Baptist Church. We are a church that is working towards acquiring the mind of Christ. Sit back and listen to the message already in progress. Do I remember the time I remember when I did not believe and your Holy Spirit I just would not receive oh but I'm glad And since that day, 
think that we could have ended on that song. Because truly, we need to ask the Lord to order our steps. Because sometimes I think we, we think we got it made. And it is him that we have to lean and depend on. And the one that we are talking about today is the one that says that I am.
coming to take his people away. Now will you be ready? Will you be ready? You better make sure. study to get to know him, get to know his word, and, be able to, and give me the anointing to teach his word and preach his word to his people. Amen. I thank you, give out God glory and honor for that, and I thank God for Reverend Arnold Smith, Sister Smith, and my church family here who give me the opportunity to exercise those things that God has given me, and to give them back to you as he gave them to me. Say it well. Because if I keep them inside, they would do no one no good, so by me being able to do this, I'm able to... And I want to thank God for family and friends here. <clears throat> for some that come a long way for the family reunion, for the Harrises. And I ask that God bless them and get them home safe. Um, Amen. Amen. I, uh, I want to speak today on something that most of us don't care for. I didn't care for it. I still really don't sometimes. Because people misuse it. They, they abuse you with it. Some people can. And that is authority. Okay, and it is submitting to authority. I mean, if the president were walking the door right now, and he, everybody was saying, that's the order of things for the president, because of the authority that we've given him because we voted, or most of us did, whatever, put him in office. So we give him respect, and then with that respect comes authority. If he say something or do something, say for us to do, rather, we do it because of that authority. That authority is, first of all, too, we want to say that... Uh, we're going to read the scripture. We're going to go to Romans, and we're going to see what God said about it in his word, and then we're going we're gonna to continue, okay? 
Um, in Romans 13, verses 1 through 8, and I'm quite sure everybody's familiar with it. We don't all maybe obey it, but we're familiar with it. Romans 13, verses 1 through 8. And forgive me for this talking thing, but it was worse than this. And then the kids came along with their singing, and it makes you want to hoop and holler too, you know. <laughs> it just gets you going, you know. So uh, <clears throat> anyway, God knows what's needed here, and uh, he'll take care of it. The reading is Romans 13, verses 1 through 8. She's got it on the screen, okay? Thank God for the screen. Yeah. And, it, and, it, and the word says, yeah. the word says, let every soul be subject to the governing authority. For there is no authority except from God. And the authorities that exist are appointed by God. Therefore, whoever resists the authority resists the ordinances of God. And those who resist will bring judgment on themselves. For rulers are not a terror to good works, but to evil. Do you want to be unafraid of the authorities do that do what is good and you will have praise from the same from those same people for he is a, a God for he is God's minister to you for good but if you do evil be afraid for he does not bear the sword in vain for he is God's minister and a, an avenger to execute wrath on, on him who practices evil. Therefore, you must be subject not only because of wrath, but also for conscience sake. Okay? For because of this, you also pay taxes. For they are God's ministers attending continually to this very thing. Render, therefore, to all their dues, taxes to whom taxes are due, customs to whom customs, fear to whom fear, honor to whom honor. Owe no man anything except to love one another, for he who loves another has fulfilled the law. God bless the reader here and do of his holy word. I want, I want to first of all <clears throat> address, we're going to start from the, from the, from the family, okay? because that's personal. That's right in our household. So we want to adjust that and, uh, and put it out there first, okay? And that's, there's authority. There's authority from God, which is direct authority. God directly tells us what to do in his word. Each individual in here. I don't have to tell you. I, I'm reminding you. I'm not telling you here. I'm reminding you what God said because he reminded me. So it's time for me to give what he gave me to you guys. So I'm going to remind you what he said, okay? It rests. Authority rests on those, the father first in the household. That's the household figure, is the daddy. Now, I understand that that is always not there. Because this authority I'm talking about is not perfect. Not this authority, it's not perfect, okay? So the father may not be there. But the mother represents the church and the family, okay? So when the mother is there, God is still there. And she's head of household in his absence. Whether he left, whether he never was there, whatever it was. I don't, I don't care. God loves us all. If we don't have parents, fine. 
God still loves us. We got God, our Father in heaven, if you belong to him, okay? So what I'm saying is the mama is in charge. The children should listen to the mother if the daddy is not there. The children should listen to the daddy if the mother is not there. It's out of respect, okay? And I'm going to show you the difference. If any of you out there on a job, and I'm getting a little bit ahead of myself, but you expect, you expect, and you, you're an authority, you're the boss, as they call it, you expect people to do what you ask them to do. I didn't say tell them. Do what you ask them to do. Because if you got to tell them, you need to get rid of them. I'm going to be honest with you. That's what I did. I got rid of them. I, I'm not going to tell any grown person nothing, but I ask. And they're supposed to do what you say do because you're the supervisor. Okay? So these children, I'm going to say to you, you got guys on the basketball team, the football team, the girls in the, in the cheerleading thing. When you lead these things, you expect people to do what you say? Do you? Because you're an authority. You expect your baby brother, baby sister to do what you say? Yes, because you're an authority. What I'm saying is we all in authority in, in, in the sense of the word and in, at different times. And give people what we expect. That's all. If, if you're on the, oh Lord, if the daddy ain't right, kids, and you know he ain't right, give him respect anyway for that office he holds. Okay? Right. He don't have to take you to the baseball games and go through all that, but you, he, maybe he's not that kind of, you know what I mean? He's not there yet. Or maybe he's something stopping him from getting there. But still give him respect. And the same thing about the mother. If she yells at you sometimes and she gets upset, she's got things on her mind. She's an authority of you guys. So she's thinking about what she got to do and provide for you guys. And when she got that on her mind and you come up and you say something to her, sometimes her mind be set on what she's got to do. And she gets, my, my, my mother used to say that, shut up, boy, before I throw, switch my fist off and throw it at you. You know what I mean? All kinds of things. But what I'm saying is she loves you, but she's got something else on her mind at the time. And we have to understand that because she's got that authority. And she's got responsibilities under authority. We all want to leave home at one day, especially the ones back to teenagers. Y'all ready to go? I know one I talked to, he, he want to go to the military. Got a couple back here want to go to college. You want to get away from home. I'd be so glad to get away from my mom and my daddy's son. You're going to wish you back there many days. But I'm saying under that cover, under that authority, under that authority, you're going to wish you were back there again. Believe me, okay? I know. I've been there and done that. And we're sorry I moved out because I had to fend for myself, you know. I had to uh, provide for me. And I didn't have that thing to fall back on. You understand what I'm saying? Like, you know, mom and daddy, you know. So respect the authority. And when you obey authority, then God's put you to be authority. When you learn to submit yourself to the authority that's over you, and you're going to always have somebody over you. You were born with somebody over you. If you didn't, you wouldn't have made it. You'd be still back there laying out in the blood somewhere. But you had somebody that took authority over you when you were born. And we thank God for authority, but we have to learn to submit to it. See, this is the problem. We don't want to give in to it. I'm not going to do what that little short man tell me to do. I'm not going to do what that old big, tall, fat woman tell me to do. You know, I, I mean, I know how it go, but the thing about it is when you submit, God is watching us as Christians, as believers. And if you're not a believer at the end of this, you're going to have an opportunity to become one. But I'm saying, God is watching. God is seeing us whether we submit to that authority or not. We can't hide from it. We can't get away from it. Because we're going to always be under God, whether we serve him, believe on his son, Jesus Christ, 
or whether we disbelieve on him, we're still under God's authority. He's over us regardless because through Christ Jesus, he's given everything. And if Jesus can sit under, under the authority of the Father, we can sit under the authority of our parents. We can sit under the authority of those we work for. You wives can sit under the authority of the husbands. If Jesus could sit under the authority of God and did what he did for us, dying on the cross, to that time he sat under the authority of God. And those Pharisees asked him one day, says, who give you the authority to do this? He was preaching, he was teaching. Who give you that authority? He never answered them. He said, why didn't you respect John when he was, he had authority first, because John came first, right? He said, why didn't you do what he said? Why didn't you believe him? Say, if you answer that question, I answer your question. They never got an answer from Jesus. See, Moses married a woman from God on Mount Sinai. So at that time, he knew what he was supposed to do. But by him being God's authority here on earth, God allowed him to do what he did. The pastor is God's authority in this church. Sometimes God allowed a pastor to do something we cannot do. You see? So, what I'm saying, over this church, and he do some things we can't touch because that's God's authority in the church here. But to say, he, Moses did this thing, and his brother and sister, Aaron and Miriam, his sister, decided they was going to go to him and tell him about himself. And they did. And God rebuked Aaron and put lepers on Miriam. And she had to go outside of the camp. She couldn't be around her family anymore. And she was one of the priestess, as you would say, in the community. But she didn't, she didn't do this to her brother. I mean, that was her brother. So, I mean, look at it like this. I got a right to go to my brother and tell him, hey, man, I, you should marry that woman because she's so-and-so and so-and-so. You know, it seems like you should be able to tell your brother that. But when your brother, think about this now, when your brother is God's authority, you lose that privilege. See, because you offend God when you go to him and he's an authority, you offend God when you go to him and tell him something like that. You see? So now we understand why, what happened to them. It was because of the authority figure they was going against. It wasn't because of anything else. I mean, people got everything all twisted and they, they think that. And I mean, I might have some things twisted too. Don't get me wrong, but I don't have that twisted. You know, I know that they was going against God's authority. You understand what I'm saying? I'm not perfect, but I know that they was going against God's authority, and I know why that happened to them. Yeah. You understand what I'm saying? Yeah. So now we have to remember that when we're on the job, when we're out there in the street, touch on the public for a minute. I'm not going to be long, okay? I can't go long anyways, but um, when we're on the street and a police officer stop us, and they can bring some attitudes with them when they come because they got, they're in authority. Don't get me wrong, but like I told you, this authority that's on this earth is not perfect, okay? So they come down sometimes with an attitude, and they say things and do things that they shouldn't do. But still, he holds that office as a police officer. So we're supposed to respect that office and that office at the time. And if he do something to really offend you and cause you some harm, spiritually, physically, or mentally, then you're supposed to report that. But to argue and fight back with him, only thing he's going to do is cause some more authority. And then they're going to put knots on your head. You understand what I'm saying? And you ain't going to win no way. And then when you go to say something, nobody's going to listen to you at all because you, you don't understand what I'm saying? You're not going to get that. So because you went against the authority. Now, God put that officer in authority. He didn't make him the person to do something wrong. He decided to do that. As an authority, he chose to do that. 
just like your supervisor, just like you, your husbands, wives, husbands to God. You do the things you do. You go against God's authority, direct authority, because he puts you in the deputy authority over your family. So when you go against your wife, you're going against God. You're doing things that he told you not to do. So you're actually offending God. Wives, when you don't do what the husband asks you to do, within the Lord. See, all this stuff has got to be done within the Lord. Children, your parents obey in the Lord. Anything outside of God, you got the wisdom and knowledge to know it. I'm telling you, report it. Because, I mean, this is the truth. Everybody ain't cool. Everybody ain't, don't have it together. I'm going to be honest with you. And some people get carried away with the kids and spanking them and, and doing things and punishing them. Some people get carried away. And it need to be brought to some authority attention so it'll stop because it'll end up that child hurts God for life, won't have a life, you know. And some of us may have been there, but I'm saying we have to remember as individual that, individuals in here that we're responsible for taking authority where we're supposed to take authority and submitting to authority where we're supposed to submit to authority. Because when you don't, you tear down God's system. That's his system of things. That's the kingdom system for us in the church. Okay? For them on the street, I go to the jailhouse every Wednesday and I talk to young people that don't care for authority. They don't obey authority. So they don't obey their moms, their dads. They do things they ain't got no business doing and they end up in jail behind it. But I still go and tell them that these people are in authority over you. And even when you get grown, as you say, or you think you're grown, you're still under somebody's authority. See, you're still under authority. You're never without being under authority. I don't care what anybody say. So if you're going to get out there, when the police officer is not there, there's a stop sign, there's a signal light to turn red, yellow, and green. That thing is in authority. That's the cop standing there with the sign in his hand. They got so many of them now, corners, that they can't do that. But years ago, they used to stand out there with signs and tell you to stop and tell you to go, you know? So they left this automatic thing, this black guy, of course, but anyway, this automatic thing that it changes for you to go and to stop. It's the order that God set forth. It's not a man thing, what he's thinking. It's God. He gave that to us, okay? So we can have order. You see? We can have order. So we're supposed to obey that thing. And when you run it, they got cameras in some places now, and they'll send you a ticket to your house. And you say, what is the ticket for? What is the ticket for? And you go back and look at it. I mean, anybody's mind thinking and heart's convicted going to say, I remember I did that, <laughs> you know. But you took it for it because you disobeyed the authority. The light says stop, and you didn't stop. So remember that that didn't come from man. That's not the policeman. That's God. When the fireman tell you to go to another street and you got to get to work and he tell you to go off and you got to detour because there's a fire here, you get angry. I have before. You, you stump your foot on the, on the brake, you, you know, and then you go anyways, but that fireman is in authority at the time. And when the police get there, he's going to take over. That's all in authority. When the school bus stops and the little flaps come out and the lights go to flashing, we have to stop. We have to stop and prepare amount of feet from the, from the bus so the kids will be safe, our kids, our grandkids. So everybody got somebody out there. And the thing about it is that little bus flap is authority telling you to stop. Go around one of them and find out what happened. See? So now we see them about authority in the world. Every day we use it. Every day. We, we, we are under authority, and we also, we are authority in places. 
And God give us that privilege. Nobody's without it. Your children, y'all have authority. Y'all have authority, first of all, to help your mom and your dad do things. You have authority to do your homework. Or the authority is going to get you from not taking the authority. You have authority to submit to your teachers. They're in authority. See, God put those teachers there. I mean, if they're not right, they don't talk to you right. And, and you may say, they don't like this kind of person. They don't like that kind of person. You know, she don't like short people. You understand what I'm saying? She don't like tall people, you know? Yeah. Report it to the authority. That's over her. See, don't go, don't fight with it. Don't do all, go through all those changes. Then, then that's going to come back on your record. See? It'll come back to you. It's just like us. It's growing up. It come back to us. Whenever we buck the authority, it come back to us because God has set the authority there. Israel was a nation that didn't obey God. And all, all of us know how they did. I mean, from time they go, and God would take them and send them. He, matter of fact, he, he threw them all over the world. I had them spread everywhere, all over the world at one time. But he would take them and put them under Assyria. He would put them under, uh, uh, um, what's his name over there? Uh, Iraq. That, the place over there was, uh, was uh, Babylon. He put them under. When the king, Zechariah, wouldn't go, God told him, said, send a prophet to him, say, go with Nebuchadnezzar to Babylon. And he called the prophet in to talk to him, and the prophet told him what he had to do. He knew it face to face. And he resented that, and he rebelled against God. He rebelled against the authority that told him, God had sent to told him not to go, I meant to go to Babylon. And they knew they were going to be in captivity. So he decided he's going to sneak out a, a side gate, and he's going to run across the desert with a few of his people. And they sent the Chaldeans after him. And these Chaldeans, they were some rough characters. I mean, they were some very rough characters. They snatched the, cut the babies out of women and killed the old people, cut their throat and hanged people up. They just did anything, anything. Wasn't no boundaries for them. They sent him after him, and they got the king and brought him back and took him to the king of Babylon. He was in another place. And he took him there. He had all his sons lined up before him. And he put his eyes out. Now, that was God's anointed. That was his king he had over his people. But because of rebellion, because of that rebellion, and I'm not saying just disobedient, I'm talking about rebellion. When we rebel against God, saying we don't want no part to do with you, God, I want you out of here. I don't need you for nothing. Get away from me. And we don't have to say it with our mouth. We want him in one area and not to be in the other area. He's going to back off. Because we're rebelling against him in this particular area, we're not, we will not sit under authority. See? And it's so important that we do sit there without all the grumbling and going. And if the person is not right, like I say, pray to God and ask him to change that person's heart. Not that they fall off a cliff or have a wreck and all this old crazy stuff. I mean, you know, I mean, we feel that in our spirit, in our heart, we do. We feel that. Sometimes we feel like if I get my hands around his neck, around her neck, you know, I'm, I'll show him something. But the thing about it is we have to pray for them because one time we were the same way. We weren't sitting here listening to the gospel with our hands all tidy and looking and going, oh, yes, yes, Lord, yes, yes. We wasn't doing that. We were the same way, doing the same things that they're doing. And so somebody prayed for us. We didn't just get, we didn't get here on our own, believe me. It was prayer. It was prayer, and it was the love of Jesus Christ. And another thing, I'm going to get you. To, I'm going to get back to the church now. Okay, we're going to ride on that because you know that's where we at right now. <laughs> and uh, and two, and uh, we uh, we tend to lose uh, perspective of things. 
especially starting with the pastor. The pastor's got a way that he teach and the way that he believe and he do things like the Bible say do. And that's why I asked the Lord, I had been to a couple of churches when I come home from the place I was at. And I said, Lord, I said, show me where you want me to go to church. And I was directed and redirected and two churches had split and the Lord allowed me to go there and help them work until they got a pastor. And then I really set my mind on here because the pastor that I had told me that this pastor was a good fellow for me at the time in the place where I was in the Lord. He told me that. And don't too many preachers tell you to go to another preacher. I mean, they don't do it. And when I come here, it was all set up and arms was open for me. Brother Basil, his dad, his mother, and they welcomed me and thanked me. And they asked me, say, you want to teach Sunday school sometimes? You want to do this? Or you want to do that? I said, whatever you need me to do, I do because the Lord sent me here to sit under you guys. And I said, until he changed things and moved me, I'll be here and I'll be doing what you want me to do because I understand authority. I understand when the pastor asks me to do something and I got something else to do. I try to do both of them and do what he asked me to do first and then do the other thing because I know it's the Lord talking to me through this man. And it's not this man with nothing. And if it ain't the Lord, he's going to tell me something to do something different that's in here. And I'm asking, what's the problem? What's wrong with you, pastor? You know? It's the same thing when people come to him and ask him to do something that ain't in here. I mean, it don't make no sense. Why would you come to this man that's following this and trying all his heart to lead this church and you're going to ask him to do something that's not in here? Women and men. God said they would, and I know they do it. You come ask that man to do something he ain't got no business doing. So what you trying to do, pull him down from the authority that he got with God? Are you telling them you don't care nothing about him? I ain't thinking about you, man. I don't care about you. Shoot. What happened to you? That's what you're doing. So we got a question. We got things we want the pastor to do or things we think he should be doing. Get it out of the scripture. If he missed it, he ain't perfect. But if he missed it, he can come back and correct it. God give us time. He give us a chance. He's a forgiving God. And if you point something out to him and it's in the scripture, I guarantee you he won't turn you down. Just, and if he don't, you tell me like you tell me sometime. He said, Brother Coleman, we tried that already here. It ain't working. I said, don't, try, don't worry about it. Sister Smith told me the same thing. I said, maybe we do it this way and do it. Maybe it'll be a little easier. She said, no, we tried that already. But they've been here a long time. And they tried just about everything to get that. And what's in order is in order. You know, I mean, it's in order. And I, and I appreciate that. But I had an idea, you know. And some of them worked, some of them didn't. And so I appreciate them even listening to me and willing to accept. You know, even though they tried it before, they say, no, we tried it. I understand that. You don't go through that trial and trial and trial with the, with the church body. You don't do that, you know. You accept what people, most of the time what they want to do, not so they'll stay in this church, but that they'll stay under that authority. They'll stay under the umbrella of God because a lot of people, I'm going to tell you, they, they get excited when they can't have their way in church. Uh, let's get to the choir. My child is back here, my grandson, and, and my great-grandson is back here, and, and, and everybody kids singing. And I know my little kids can sing. Sure, I heard them sing. They sang good. But they ain't letting them sing. So what I'm going to do is I'm going to go bust this thing wide open and say, I want to be part of this too. That's what I want to do. And I make sure, I stand in there and make sure, and argue with these other women and other people, make sure my grandkids get a chance to sing. That's foolishness. That's stupid. Those people that was there has been put there by God. They know how to take care of these kids. They know how to get them to sing. And when your child time comes, they'll sing. 
pastor gave me. When I, when I got, the time I got ordained, I preached. I'm going to be honest with you. Pastor said, he got ordained, waited three years to preach. <laughs> I mean, Lord, that, was, that man is patient. He sit there and waited. See? So wait, and your child going to have a turn. If God is directing the thing, let God direct it. You don't come in and take over because when you do, then God ain't, God thing ain't being done, your thing being done, and all of it's going to fall down because God uphold what he do. We can't uphold what we do. We get satisfaction from it, and that's it. That's it. So in the church, we know that there's an order of things. Uh, Brother Basil said something a week before last when his dad was gone to the game. He said, <laughs> he said that. <laughs> I'm messing with you. I'm messing with you. Anyways, I'm like Brother Basil. I'm going to tell it. I'm going to tell it. <laughs> oh, but anyway, uh, he said that. He said, yeah, my dad didn't pick these people associate pastors because of their looks, their height, their color, their whatever. He picked them because they believed and they understood what he understood and what he believed. So when he's absent, you get the same thing. That's all. If you ask for prayer, you call on me, you get the same thing you're going to get from the pastor. Maybe It may be different words, but I'm going to go to the scripture and show you exactly what the Lord's saying how we're supposed to pray. So it won't be misleading. Not my way of praying, but we're going to go and do it the way the Lord say. You see? When you go to one of them and you ask them, hey, look, I need somebody to come to the hospital. If that person you asked don't be there, somebody's coming to the hospital and visit. Somebody's going to be there. But if you don't let the ministry know what you need, okay, and choose the one that God leads you to, pray and ask God, say, which one of these ministers you want me to go to and talk to about my problem? Because we all don't handle the same thing and everything, okay? But ask God to lead you, okay? So you come to one of these ministers and you can ask because we sit in deputy authority under the pastor, okay? In other words, you sit under him, he's sitting under God. So we're sitting under God also. And when you understand that, you do what God say do and not what you want to do. Uh, I got a definition here out of the Strong's Concordance. This guy named Strong's, I don't know if everybody knows, he, he wrote a concordance, and he took every word in the Bible, and he gave it a number. And then he gave a definition in the Hebrew and the Greek. It's a big book, you know, long disc, but it's a big book. And you got a word in the Bible, and that place that is at New Testament, always tells you exactly what it means. Authority means in the sense of ability, privilege. It's, it's a privilege to be an authority. It's a privilege to be an authority. It says it, it means... Uh, 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 that is uh, force, capacity, freedom, delegated influence. Okay, it says it means jurisdiction. You know what the judges say? I got jurisdiction over this area. The old sheriff used to say, I got jurisdiction over Arizona. You know? Well, this is what we got being an authority. Okay, we got jurisdiction and liberty. We got power. Okay, and we got right and strength through God. Okay. Okay, now the next one is subjection or being subject to. Okay, it says to subordinate. Okay, it says to obey. Be under obedience. Put under, subdue, and to. It says be put in subjection. It says to under, submit self unto. Now, that's what we did when we came to Jesus. 
we submitted ourselves unto Jesus. You said, be the Lord of my life. That's what we asked him. You say, help me, Lord. Guide me. I don't know what to do. At that time, we didn't know. And we was all just busted up. And most of us cried when we come to him. And we begged for help. And he started helping us. And things got good. A lot of us walked off. I, I did at 18, coming out of Vietnam. I, I, I missed it. I thank God I did. But that's what I prayed. He delivered me from it. And then for 23 years, I ran around like I was crazy. You see? And then at 42, something else happened in my life. But I said, Lord, I said, this time, and I know he was with me through all in 23 years. I said, but this time, Lord, I won't turn my back on you. And he said to me, he'll never leave me nor forsake me. And I believe him. So I'm not worrying about him leaving me, but I do keep my eye on myself what pulls me away from him. See? Because a little leaven tears the whole lump up, messes the whole lump up. So anyways, uh, that's the definition. And uh, I also want to get to uh, our authority, and we have authority. And this is the last one, okay, so we can leave on this note. Um, it says, I'm going to read uh, Hebrews 13, 17, okay? Obey those who rule over you or lead over you, okay? <clears throat> it says, and be submissive, for they watch out for your, it says their souls. Watch out for your souls. In other words, he praying over you when you don't even know what's going on. You're out, you're out there sticking your finger at the police officers, sticking your tongue out, whatever you do, you know, the kids, you're disobeying your mama and pastor praying for you. He's praying for your soul that you make it into heaven, see? So that's his job. How can he do it if we frustrate it? He can't do it if we frustrate it. He says, uh, as those who must give account, which he do. You have to give account to God, to each one of us in here. I can't imagine it. I mean, I think about me just, I got four children. They grown and three grandchildren. And I catch the blues. Trying to keep them intact, pray over them. I ain't got time for church gossip, foolishness. I ain't got time for none of that. My neighbors, I got one neighbor got kicked in the head by the police two or three weeks ago, a month ago or something, trying to get in court. I got people around me that's got problems, and I'm supposed to be there to take care of them because I'm in authority over that community. I don't know who else is in authority, but I know I'm in authority over my neighborhood, okay? And I'm to pray for these people, and I'm to make sure that they have the things they need if they can't get it. See, that's my job. That's what I do. That's what God put me there for. He put me there in authority to do this, so I have to do this. But it says, if we just do these things, he said, let them do so with joy, not with grief. He says, for that they would be unprofitable for you. If you don't look out for his way of being, to say to pray for him and to do what he asks you to do. If, he, if the pastor say, he look at you and the Lord tells him, say, look at that, that, that lady there, she'll make, a, she'll make a good steward in here, a door person, whatever you want to call it. And he'd come to you and ask you, say, do you mind uh, getting, getting with our... Uh, people here and get trained to, to be a doorkeeper. And you say, no, you're rejecting God because God has called you to be a doorkeeper. The same thing with the choir. He come to you and you say, you look like you can sing. I believe you can. And you say, well, I can sing a little bit. Well, won't you join the choir? You don't mind? You see, everybody has something to do under the authority. And God loved that. Another thing we have authority over, and I'm going to close this. I don't need to have this note thing here open. Because this is from the heart. God has given us authority over the devil. Okay, so the ideas you got that's against God, that's against the pastor's work, that's against the church, those things you got that's embedded in your heart. A lot of those things we got in our heart we want to do. We can't blame everything on the devil. 
But he see it there. He know it's there because of the way we react to things, see? So he said, that one don't like this. He know how to come in and get us to correct it. Go take a bat and hit him in the head with it. That's what he tell us. You see, he don't say pray for him. He said, go tell the pastor a piece of your mind and go on and get you another church. That's what he tell you. You know it ain't of God. You know, uh, she slapped my kid on the back of the hand because he was jumping up on the pews and she tapped the baby on the hand. Don't ever hit my child. I'll kill you. That's of the devil. Thank you for hitting my child on the hand, spanking the hand. I appreciate that. Every older person in this church is responsible and have authority over all these children. Those on the street in your neighborhood, those are your children. And it's your part to see that those children come up right. And you don't have to go tell the parents you ain't raising them right. You ain't got to go tell the parents you need some shoes, you need some socks. Buy them a pair of socks and tell them put them in their pocket and take them home. If they don't have nothing on, I mean, what you going to do? Shoot. Look, you don't want to offend the parents. But if you go to them in love, most people will accept what you give them. Or they'll politely turn it down. They won't get mad. But we're an authority to make sure these things get done. If the parents are not able to do it, for those little ones, we're an authority to make sure that they get these things done. The church is. Christ is body. But the devil, like I say, he's got a hand. He's trying to do what he can do. He came to kill. He came to destroy he came just to tear things down and make life bad for us. And he have us do things that dissatisfy God. And I mean, some of the things I see Christians do, when they say they're Christians, they come out of their mouth and they're believers. Some things I see them do make me want to cry. So I know God's got to be. Jesus wept over Jerusalem. But I know he, he's got to be teary-eyed behind some of the things that he's put us over and we're not taking care of it. Even the vehicles in the homes. He's given us authority over those things. And we're bad stewards. We don't take care of them. And when they fall apart, first thing we want to do is like the world. We want to sue somebody. Because this thing ain't right. So my prayer is to you guys, if there's anyone here right now that don't know the authority of God, hadn't met the authority of God, hadn't met it because once you meet the authority of God, you recognize it. And when you see it, you recognize it. But if you hadn't met the authority of God, Today is your opportunity. If you hadn't submitted your life to Jesus Christ and asked him to be your Lord and Savior, today this is your opportunity. God has made it possible through Jesus Christ for each one of us to have salvation, for each one of us to have the authority, the power over the devil, that we can rebuke him, that we can lay hands on the sick and they be healed. that those without can have. God has made all these things possible for us today. But he said to us, only believe. Only believe. I'm going to show you the way tonight. Yeah, 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 yeah. Woo! Thank you. Yeah, yeah, yeah.
God bless you. We hope that this message has encouraged your heart. We invite you to come worship with us at our Sunday school service beginning at 9 a.m. Our morning worship service at 11 a.m. Bible study every Wednesday night from 7 to 8. If you would like to correspond with this ministry, you can write us at 2627 Willow Glen Road, Alexandria, Louisiana. Again, thank you and may God bless you. Gonna be all right. This is K A Y T. 